The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking at a few showers. I might need to use the wipers if you're on the road at this early hour. High of about 80 expected later on today. We're already at 71 in Buffalo. Lawyers for the Tops mass shooter met with a federal court judge yesterday. The defense team will meet with the Department of Justice Capital Case Committee on September 18th. That's when we may learn whether Attorney Merrick Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, plans to seek the death penalty or not. U.S. District Judge Lawrence Villardo taking over the case from Kenneth Schroeder. Peyton Gendron was not in court yesterday after waiving his right to appear. He's already been sentenced on state charges to life in prison for the mass shooting that took 10 lives, injured three others. Formal sentencing today for the mass shooting and murder of 11 people five years ago in Pittsburgh. During the lengthy Tree of Life synagogue shooting trial, jurors listened to details about how gunman Robert Bowers purposely came to the synagogue to murder Jews how he reloaded his assault-style weapon twice and stepped over the bodies of victims looking for others to kill. Howard Feinberg's mother was one of those victims. The jury sat through months of horror and delivered justice to my mom and everyone that was killed and everyone injured and everyone beyond. The same jury that convicted Bowers unanimously recommended that he be sentenced to death. Today, a judge is expected to hand down that sentence. Sherry Preston, ABC News. WBEN Newstime 503. Closure of the town restaurant in Allentown, the latest shakeup in that neighborhood that's putting a spotlight on the ongoing construction on Allen Street in Buffalo. WBEN's Brayton Wilson gives us an update on that project. After a longer than expected revitalization of Allen Street, the finishing touches are being implemented in the final stages of the project. Buffalo's Commissioner for the Department of Public Works, Nate Martin, says the project is in its final phase, being the whole Allen Street corridor from Delaware Avenue all the way down to Wadsworth Avenue. This also includes the intersection of Allen Street and Elmwood Avenue that has been closed for some considerable time. Final phase of a long project to some, right? But for us, it's to clarify, it's a little bit different than a normal milling and paving, which goes really pretty quickly in the public side. This is a full rebuild. So not only taking that street surface off, but then replacing the utilities. And that's been, I think, a little bit of a challenge from a perception standpoint of why this takes longer than a normal street, because we're doing so much more work in the project. According to Martin, the intersection of Allen and Elmwood could reopen to vehicular traffic as soon as next week, while the stretch of Allen between Elmwood and Wadsworth is scheduled to be done no later than mid-October. During the entirety of the project, Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown asked Public Works personnel to go out and talk with the businesses to make sure not only that they understood the timeline of what's happening, but also of any changes that were coming for others to prepare for. The message was to allow for modifications that could be made and to work with businesses to make sure their experience was and is a positive one. Certainly, we appreciate people's patience with that. Many businesses have hung in there with that. Public Works is working very quickly, very aggressively now to finally complete the project so that the benefits that were designed working with businesses and residents in that area will be realized by the business. More on the reconstruction efforts along Allen Street is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. After a big preview weekend in June that saw over 11,000 people attend, the new Buffalo AKG building will officially open to the public starting today. WBEN's Tom Puckett brings us more on the total reopening. It's been almost two months since the AKG reopened to the public. In a nutshell, uh, visitor feedback and uh, staff feedback has 
exceeded our expectations. Executive Director Yanni Saranon, what has impressed people most so far? First of all, it's now a much bigger museum than it was in the past. That means that people are spending uh, longer at the museum. I think also Common Sky and the fact that the Knox building is free of admission charges has been very well received. And of course, the fact that the mirrored room, uh, the favorite of many Buffalonians, uh, is uh, on on view. I, I think all those things have contributed to the fact that we've received this positive feedback. The Gunlock building reopens today, and Saran says visitors can expect what he calls radical hospitality. It's just how we speak to, how we address our visitors, um, anticipate questions they may have, uh, guide them along uh, their, their path through the museum, respond to questions, whether it be about art or other things related to the architecture of the museum, for example. It really it means being attentive and responsive. How has this helped membership roles? Here from Sine online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. I drove by there yesterday. That whole area, it just draws you in. It's hard to keep your eyes on the road. A lot honest. different than what it used to be, yes. right? Yes. I mean, and it used to look really nice. Right. But now it's just completely it's different. Like, wow. Transformed, and it's uh, wide open right now, right? Uh, you know, no uh, you know, different openings right. or what buildings open. They've kind of worked out some of the kinks after a huge, busy opening weekend. And they're opening their doors to the public today. Should be fun to see. And uh, I can't wait to. I have not walked through the AKG yet. Uh, I know a lot of people have, but I can't wait to see. I was thinking the what's same inside. thing yesterday. I really want to get in there. And barriers are going up around the courthouse in Washington, D.C., hours before Donald Trump will be arraigned today. This will be the former president's second federal indictment, this one involving the January 6th insurrection. The special counsel alleging Trump knew he lost the election but was determined to stay in power. This indictment is fascinating because yet again, Jack Smith and his team have clearly spent time to lay out a narrative piece by piece, giving us timelines and plans all over the country, seven states where they were trying to have teams of fake electors go in. So just reading it, you see Donald Trump's own words, his tweets, his public statements, conversations they had. That court appearance is set for four o'clock today. Well, the manufacturers of Ozempic and Monjaro, the diabetes drugs popular with aiding in weight loss, being sued regarding alleged side effects. In the new lawsuit, a woman says she lost 150 pounds, but claims the manufacturers failed to adequately warn about the risk of gastroparesis. It's a condition which the movement of food out of the stomach slows or even stops. The drugs come with clear warnings about side effects like nausea and vomiting, and a warning about a delay in gastric emptying is on the label. And the drug makers say the medication has been extensively studied. Novo Nordisk, maker of Ozempic, saying gastrointestinal events are well-known side effects, adding the majority are mild to moderate and typically only occur for a short duration. Eli Lilly, maker of Manjaro, tells ABC News, we actively engage in monitoring and reporting safety information for all our medicines. It's Andrew Dimbert, so uh, just something to be aware of if you're using one of those two drugs. It seems that working on Taylor Swift's tour really pays off. And I'll write your name. Taylor Swift's hand might be tired from writing thank you cards and bonus checks. We've heard that she paid the 50 or so truck drivers on her current tour a bonus of $100,000 each, and each one got a handwritten thank you note. 
Now People Magazine says the bonuses totaled 55 million bucks and everyone got a piece. Dancers, caterers, sound techs, and more. The North American leg of the era's tour wraps up with six shows in L.A. starting Thursday. By the time the international leg is over, experts say the tour will be the first to earn more than a billion dollars. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. How about that? $55 million in bonuses doled out. That's how you know you've uh, run a successful tour. I think so. (laughs) I, uh, pretty nice to be that generous. She didn't even she need is. to win the Mega Millions to uh, no. feel that generous. That's that's really amazing. I at her age, what she's done, nearing a billion dollars already. Well, it's incredible. I, doesn't it kind of make you wonder exactly how much money is involved in fifty-five million? That's just the bonuses. That's right. not the pay no. and you know everything else. How much money that tour is taken in? It's kind of yeah. crazy. Uh, and, you know, there's it's not without some controversy out on the West Coast. Did you know that? People are, like, vying for this tour. I know there's six nights in L.A. coming up here. Uh, and there, uh, there's a lot of people in L.A. saying, uh, no, stay away. They're, uh, they're government over there. We'll, we'll uh, tell you why. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Few showers early this morning, otherwise hazy sunshine today with temperatures in the low 80s. Some scattered showers and thunder showers tonight. Lows in the mid-60s on Friday. A couple of showers still lingering with highs near 80. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, Jack O'Donnell from O'Donnell & Associates. We're talking about the former president, another federal indictment, or excuse me, this time a first federal indictment, another indictment period uh, later on today as he appears in a courtroom. Uh, Jack, I guess that kind of illustrates it, right? Uh, We're talking about a third indictment now of a former president. How does this compare to the first two in terms of what the people who are going to be going to the polls over the next couple of years are paying attention to? Well, good morning. I mean, you know, this is, uh, of course, unprecedented. um, But these new charges, I think, in some ways are even more serious because they they really get to the heart of our democracy um, and and the democratic process. Right. We've had a um, peaceful transfers of power since uh, uh, the the so-called revolution of 1800. And and this this indictment basically says that that Donald Trump did everything he could through lies and inciting violence to to try to stop that. So, you know, in in some ways, these are certainly more serious. Um, What are the actual political implications? I mean, one of the big parts of this indictment is that, as Donald Trump has said all along, that there were inconsistencies or, or, or people who shouldn't have been allowed to vote, you know, this indictment presents a lot of evidence that he knew, uh, knew all along that those were lies. And, and that's what may really hurt him with with um, some of his supporters or with people going to the polls. You know, there's evidence that he was lying about that. I want to ask you about polling, because prior to Tuesday, when this third indictment came out, uh, polls were showing that Trump's lead was only going up. You know, and it was across the board, conservatives and moderates, men, women, didn't matter the age. What did you make of that? And do you see that continuing or not, based on what you just said? Well, what, well, his lead among Republican voters uh, continues to be very strong. Um, we'll see whether this indictment um, affects that. 
Um, certainly, a lot of Republicans believe those those lies that he told, um, and and believe that um, it's a two tiered justice system where they're they're just singling out Donald Trump. I don't think that that is true, you know, beyond core Republican voters, and I think we'll we'll see some of that um, in other polling, but. You know, it, it's become such a, a maybe a badge of honor for for Trump to be the target of all these people, all these prosecutors and the Biden administration um, that that's that seems to continue to be helping him with those Republican primary voters. It's gotten so bad um, that one of Ron DeSantis is uh, the governor of Florida. One of his aides apparently quipped recently that DeSantis needed his own indictment uh, to make up some ground with Trump. I mean, isn't that wild? And, I, you know, this kind of plays off of uh, the last two answers that you gave. But you said that this was a more serious charge. I think a lot of people would agree with that, that the, the nature of this indictment more serious than the other two that we've seen. Uh, yet at the same time, if you go back to this first indictment that was brought uh, forth in New York City, a lot of people were looking at that as uh, being very political in nature. And now you fast forward to this time, that idea that this is political in nature is hard to shake off, even if this is a completely separate case with no ties to that first indictment, to where now people are maybe not paying attention as much to a charge that's more serious. Yeah, you know, I I will tell you, I think that there were Democrats who um, weren't happy with Alvin Bragg, the 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 New York County uh, District Attorney's indictment for for exactly those reasons, Brian. I mean, the the idea that um, that conduct should be compared to this or or could be brushed under the rug um, because you know people are becoming numb to it, um, you know, it is concerning. You know, this is a very different um, process, right? We we have a, a independent prosecutor, Jack Smith, someone who's um, w- well respected, someone who has not run for office. Um, you know, the way that the New York uh, District Attorney has, um, and there is a lot of evidence in this indictment, and I think there'll be a lot of evidence when this goes to trial, and some of that may change people's minds, but but that won't be for a while. Jack, we spoke with uh, correspondent Stephen Portnoy earlier this morning, who said that Trump's attorneys are likely to seek a change of venue here in Washington, D.C. with this indictment due to the jury pool being too political. Um, Do you see that happening? And do you think he could get a fair trial almost anywhere? Well, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they, they, I assume, will try every thing in their power to to try to um, try this case in public. Um, But the idea that everyone in Washington, just because they live there, is is political um, is, I think, something that a lot of judges um, and a lot of citizens would reject. Um, The the idea of a fair trial doesn't mean people don't know who you are. Um, It means that they can be open and honest about the facts that are presented. Um, you know, Trump has done everything he can since well before these indictments um, and, and every time he's been in trouble to, to try to say, hey, this isn't fair and I'm not getting a fair trial. Um, but a lot of that just comes from him repeating it. It, it doesn't necessarily make it true. 
the idea that he really thought that the election was stolen matters a lot in this case, right? Knowingly false uh, used 33 times in this indictment. Um, I, the mindset of the president is kind of on trial here. Absolutely. And that's going to be the defense, uh, the defense that he believed it. But I think the the prosecutors here go to great lengths to show the number of people and and not just, um, you know, um, people outside the president's camp, people like his campaign manager um, who are telling him that specific um, allegations are false. Um, You know, they, they, they talk about the different investigations that go through um, some commissioned by the Trump campaign that all say it's false. Um, they 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 list the number of you know Republican elected officials in specific states uh, in these swing states um, and specific conversations they ha- had with um, former President Trump telling him that these were false. Um, so he, he's going to say that, um, but the jury is going to weigh whether whether they believe that. Um, or whether that is just a, 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 an attempt to get out of the charges. Jack, thank you. We always appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell and Associates. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.